Hey, this is Isaac, and you're listening to Sixty Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, and reviewing podcast. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Fox Pedals. Check them out at foxpedal.com. Uh, have you been seeing our demo videos? We're going to be featuring Fox Pedals as our first week's demo video all month long. I've got four pedals. The first week, this week, is the Kingdom. It's a transparent overdrive that adds unicorns and fairy dust to your signal. Joking aside, it really brings to life your guitar and your tube amplifier in ways you never experienced. It's basically like a Klon style pedal, right? but it's pretty different from a Klon. Like, it doesn't sound... Uh, super clonish to me yeah it's supposed to have increased headroom yeah it's supposed to it has uh i'd like say that three it's, clipping options and three gain options I it's, think, it's two like they're two two each yeah two each okay uh so it's it's a little bit brighter and grittier to me than i think most clons i of course you can dial back the tone and probably get pretty close to clon sound but i think uh i think it's a really magical pedal in its own right i've been using it at church for the past couple weeks, uh, doing a lot of stuff at home with it. I did the demo. Go watch our gas and demo video uh, of of this pedal. It's a lot of fun. I think it's a great sounding pedal. So go check it out. Go check out foxpedal.com. Great pedals. You're gonna you're gonna hear more about them from us all month long. Yeah. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by Gear Supply. This is a subscription guitar string plans. Uh, you know. Different it's like, goods. Remember how Netflix used to be? Yeah. When you would get DVDs in the mail? Yeah. That's what this is, but with with strings. Yeah. Head over to gearsupply.co. That's gearsupply.co. Check it out. Uh, I think their plans start as low as like $8 a month. And yeah. That's for one pack yeah. of strings. That's and what I like, that's what I recently invested in that plan. Yeah, and I think some guitar picks, you get guitar picks every month yeah. too, I think. No, that comes with the $8 plan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of things. They've, I use their acoustic strings. I'll probably be signing up for maybe like a bi-monthly on that uh-huh. at some point. Uh, if you go on there and use coupon code 60CYCLEHUM, you can get a free pick keychain with any new subscription sign up. Yeah, we got one of those things. It's really uh, pretty yeah. sweet looking. Yeah, it's a nice, heavy little leather thing. Yeah, it looks like a... You know, if you had it in your pocket and someone like tried to stab you with a knife and it hit that, it would stop the knife. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's really beefy. Put one in your uh, front pocket. If you have a shirt with a front pocket, it might stop a bullet. I don't know about a bullet. <laughs> I would, I, I'm going to go out there and say it'll save you from a knife attack. A knife attack. Yeah. With a small knife. What yeah, about sm- with a big knife? Uh no, I think if you if it hits it just perfectly, it'll stop the knife. Yeah, okay, they've got a lot of other uh, products <laughs> on there, especially if you have a couple picks in oh there. Oh gosh, that's true. <laughs> uh, they've got picks. They've started doing guitar straps. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You've got their cleaner spray. Yeah, you do too. I ha- no, what I have is the polish. Oh, is it different? It is different. It's not a spray. It's a polish. Uh, so they have a whole bunch of different uh, products on there to check out. Uh-huh. Maybe you only uh, don't want to subscribe for strings. You just want to buy some strings. They also have do that too. They also have a solderless uh, patch cable kit on there. Yeah, I was looking at that the other day, thinking about maybe uh, up in my my patch cable game. Fancy. Yeah. All right. Anyway, lots of stuff on there. Gearsupply.co. Yeah, go check them check out. Check out Gear Supply. Great strings. Yep. We love them. Let's get into the episode. Episode. 
<laughs> the episode song. Uh, for those of you who are maybe first timers or need to know who's who, my name is Ryan. My name is Steve, and, and you're listening to Sixty Cycle Hum. The oh wait, we, we already, already did this. Someone already did that for us. I don't I don't remember who, but someone said yeah, in the recording yeah. and did it. <laughs> it's already done. So uh, uh, what's new, Steve? Um, I've had a pretty eventful end of December. Oh yeah. Uh, back, I think I talked about this back around the, I think it was the end of November. Um, I traded my Klon KTR for a Paul Cochran Tim. That's a pretty good trade. Uh, so it was a pretty fair trade. Uh, I used the Tim once. I think we made a, we made a video. Yeah. I did make a video. I haven't published published it yet, but it's going to be a pretty good video. Yeah. And then I took it and put it on reverb. And sold it pretty much, and I sold it for what I was asking for it. Nice. Um, and then after reverb fees and PayPal fees, I lost uh, twenty bucks. Oh. And then after shipping, that I lost another. Uh, well, I you know I had the guy pay for shipping. Uh-huh. Uh But basically, like all in all, uh, it worked out. We got pretty, pretty decent, happy. pretty decent use out of that KTR as far as using it to demo against other yeah. style pedals. Yeah. So that was a really neat thing to be able to do. Um, you got to demo the Tim, which is great. So yeah, we lost some money. You lost some money. I lost money some money. You on, didn't lose uh, any money. on this little venture. But uh I think we got some good content. Yeah, out of I, it for and the I show. really liked the Tim. Um I've the biggest thing that kept me from even considering keeping it is it weighs like two pounds. The physical size and of it. And the physical size of it is ridiculous. Like yeah. if, if for you guys who own the color box. Uh, the Tim makes the color box look like a finger enclosure. <laughs> it is thick and it is big. Yeah, it, it's it, probably, I think it's both, it's it's definitely wider than the color box. Yeah. I think it's taller. Uh, I think it's probably this, a similar Maybe depth, it's the same. But it's it's a it's a great big yeah. thing. It all might I, as well be an amp. All you know? I know about it is that I could not put the Tim on my pedal board because my case is too small. Right, totally. Um, but what I will say, I, I really liked the boost function on the Tim. Um, but the drive was also really good. And so now I'm like leaning towards possibly picking up a Timmy. Oh, yeah. As, a, as my standalone drive. People love those things. So, yeah, it's a, I think the Tim and the Timmy are the same drive uh, setup. The Tim just has a, a, some more options on it. And the Tim has the boost. Right, totally. That's my understanding anyway. Um yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. You gonna ask me what's new with me? No, I'm gonna tell you the other thing that's new with me. <laughs> um, a f- couple days ago, I picked up an Ibanez Roadstar 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe it's a 1984 model. I did do a serial check. Uh-huh. Serial came out as 1984, the year that I was born in. Hey, there you go. You have a birth guitar. Yeah, I do uh, have a formal birth guitar. This thing's in pieces right now. Uh, it need- the body needs to be stripped. I'm gonna refinish it probably uh, i'm looking at this kind of my wife found this kind of blue green color that i think looks really cool uh-huh. so i may try to just use that it's just like a krylon so i'll spray that on and then just use some janky clear coat or how something. much did you pay for this thing again 53 dollars wow with the case uh it was originally 15 dollars and uh i went home and i grabbed all of the money that was left in my craigslist envelope which uh-huh. was 53 dollars because the guy was like, "Oh, I've got some, I've got some cases and some mics and cables and stuff." I was like, "Oh, well, maybe I'll, I'll see what, see what's up." Uh huh. And I get almost all the way down to the guy's place, like maybe ten minutes away, and he sends me this text: 
Dude, I've been getting so many messages. Um, somebody said they'll give me 40, so I mean, I'll hold it for you for 50. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, I'm already halfway there." I'm like, "I can I just told him I was like, "I can cover it. I'm already halfway there. Like, just hold yeah, on to it." Just hold on to it. So, um basically I got there and like the sort of agreed upon price at that point was $50. And um I was like, "Well, you know, I brought the reason I have 53 is because I wanted you said you had some cases and I wanted to get a case." So he's like, "Okay, I'll throw one in." So the guy was super cool. Um, it was down in one of the beach communities. You guys that follow our Instagram saw the pictures. Like literally, I was parked uh-huh. like 15 feet from an ocean cliff. Yeah. Um. And uh, so it was. It was really cool. The guitar definitely showed like the signs of being beachy. Like it was all pitted and. Was it down the, like in Point Loma or something? It was down in OB. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like right along on, the cliffs. Like right on the OB Sunset Cliffs. Yeah. Um, border. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, but it was cool. I'm looking forward to refinishing it. I think um, at first my wife was like, "Just sell it." She's like, <laughs> she's like "If you think you're gonna, if you think it needs to be refinished, you should just sell it." I was like, "No, nah, you know, what? I think I can do some. I think I can get some work out of it." So I got to formulate a plan because I don't necessarily have the tools I need to to do all the work I need to do. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What's new with you, Ryan? Well, uh, my wife got me this Zoom H6 recorder for, oh, yeah? for Christmas. So what you're saying is you told your wife to get you a Zoom H6 well, recorder for Christmas. No, what's, what's funny is I was shopping really hard for these. Yeah. And like really like thinking about it and telling her about it. And I was like, oh man, I think I'd really like to get one of these for the show. And I need it for my, my video work and stuff like that. And I was like about to pull the trigger on one. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Adam about it, and then like an like an hour later, Adam was like, "Oh, hey, I read somewhere online that they're going to come out with new product in the new year, and so prices are probably going to drop. You should just wait until oh, yeah. January to buy one because I wanted to get one for for Nam basically, right? And so I was like, "Oh, where did you read that? Send me the link, blah blah blah." And he never sent me the link, <laughs> and I was like searching everywhere, like trying to figure out where he, where he posted it. And I just got too busy to like go buy one like I thought I was going to. Right. And so apparently my wife told Adam to tell me not to to buy one. So your so wa- she could so buy your it for wife me. is a sneaky little liar. <laughs> that's what I'm taking away from this right now. Uh, if that's the way you want to interpret it, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was very excited to to open this on Christmas. It's a great gift. I'm going to get a ton of use out of it for the show. I've already used it a bunch. I've been using it to record the audio for those for those demos that we've been doing. Right. Uh, and it's so much easier than setting up the laptop with the uh, with the uh, the Tascam interface and having to get everything plugged in and get the software started up. Like literally, just turn this thing on, plug in the mics, set your levels, and you're good to go. And then like the the laptop that I've been recording with, I don't edit on that. I'll always transfer the files over to my desk. Oh, computer, really? I didn't realize that. And I'll edit there because that's where I have everything. Right. So this, I just pop out the SD card and I, I just transfer the files that way. I don't have to get on the network or anything. It's just a lot smoother. Creati- that's really cool. Creative process for me. Yeah. Working yeah. with this thing. And look how small it is. I know. It's tiny. It's sitting right here. It used to be I'd have the great big laptop sitting on top of the mixer. Mm-hmm. 
sitting on top of like the wood board so that it wouldn't like burn oh, burn a hole in your couch burn a hole in my couch because the, the whole setup gets so hot yeah and then i would have to run multiple cables and plugs everywhere just to run the power for this thing this thing runs on batteries i don't know how long the life is yet it claims 20 hours mm-hmm. but yeah those are, that's 20 hours with like inner like the nine dollar per battery energizer yeah that's su- super ultra lithium and that's with the included you know a uh, 90 degree the, the 180 mic attachment i'm running to phantom powered mics on it right now right when we i, I was wondering about that when we do nam are you going to try to are you just going to use the attachment or i think at nam i'm probably going to still use the laptop setup inside the condo right. where we record and then i'll take this around with me uh, around Nam to get uh, field recording interviews. We're gonna we are on the books to have an interview with Paul Reed Smith. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, his PR lady wrote us and asked if we wanted the interview, mm-hmm. and we said yes. Yeah, because of course we're also uh, possibly gonna talk to the guy from Knoblocks. Uh oh yeah, I forgot Lock knobs. That. What are they called? Uh, you know, I don't. I didn't set up a, a uh, an interview with him. I I told her that we would be interested in demoing the product, right? Which is a uh, it's a it's a knob attachment you put on like your amp knobs or your pedal knobs, and it basically turns it into like a tone lock, like an Ibanez tone lock scenario right. where you can press a button and then the knob will not budge. Yeah. So that's that. It looks interesting. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have time to do an interview with them about uh, that, just because we have so many people yeah. that are already friends of the show that we know we want to get lined up with. Mm-hmm. But uh, if if the opportunity arises, maybe we will. Uh, I'm looking forward to Nam. It's going to be a real yeah. blast. Yeah, we yeah you know, we still have some logistics to figure out. I, I'd I'd be interested in seeing how those 90 degree mics handle a room like that. I almost wonder if it would be well, like. What? I'm going to have a bag with me. I'm going to put together like a whole kit for the floor. We'll have uh, a couple 58s and a 57. That's what I was going to say. It might be better just to have like a couple cheap dynamic mics. Yeah. And then just run around. And what we should do is get like a little placard that has like our intro on it and just have every freaking booth. Be like, oh, Jamie Stillman from Earthquaker, read this. That'd be cool. That's a really great idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, why is my fly down? I don't know. Glad you guys didn't see that on the Periscope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really. I'm really jazzed on this thing. It's really got a ton of features. You can get just as it is right now. I can run four microphones into it through XLR wow. or through a quarter inch. It's got the quarter inch plug in the okay, middle of the yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's an attachment you could put on the end where the, the 180 would normally go. Mm-hmm. And you can put two more XLRs there. So you could run a total of six Jeez. plugged in mics through this thing. So it's a, literally a miniature recording studio. Yeah. Like I've very, I don't think I can think of a single time I've used six plugs at once for anything I've done. Um, so it's pretty powerful. We could have used six last. It or, sounds great. We could have I, used six on episode 100. I really, we could have. Uh, I really like the audio quality of it. Just working with the demo stuff I've done so far. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this podcast turns out. What if it's yeah. garbage? Yeah. What if it already shut off and we didn't yeah. even know? <laughs> no, I'm sitting here looking at it. It's okay. running. Uh, and uh, it's just really stupid easy to use. It's the sort of thing I didn't have to bring up the manual or anything like that to figure it out. Everything's really intuitive. Uh, there's You don't have to get into sub menus to adjust the levels on anything. It's got knobs. Um, it's great. I'm having a great time with it. 
So should we get into the regular show? Yeah, speaking of things that are stupid, let's talk about some ads. <laughs> the first ad is from uh, Aaron Abobo. Is that how you say his Abubo? name? Abubo? Abubo? I feel like I always screw up his yeah, name. Yeah, you do. He came to the 100th episode. He's in yeah, the background of some of the videos. Yeah. Did he jump on a mic at some point? I don't think he did. Aaron. But I saw, I saw him when he came in there. And I was like, oh, there's Aaron. Because he told me his name. And I was like, oh, you're Aaron. <laughs> But uh, I think he's a relatively new listener or new member know. of the group or something like that. No, I don't know. Maybe. He's been around long enough. He's been around. He's okay. pretty active. So this ad is the Bernie Fernandez flamethrowing vortex, 1990s black. Uh, do you want to read the description on this thing? Yeah. Personally owned by Jared Anderson. Not to be confused with Jared Fogle. <laughs> flamethrowing Bernie slash Fernandez vortex. One pound propane tank. Torch with belly accelerator, high output. I'm not sure if high output is the pickups or the flame. <laughs> uh, but this is in excellent condition. Um, it's basically just it's a bl- like a blowtorch. Yeah. Sort of. It's not a blowtorch because a blowtorch is like a focused flame. This has like some kind of distributor thing at the end where it is like a more like a flame thrower where it's it's just throwing out like heat at the end uh-huh um and jared anderson come to find out was um the he it says he's best known as the bassist and vocalist of the band morbid angel from 2001 to 2002 and hate eternal from 1998 to 2003 um oh yeah you know bands i'm super familiar with yeah so i, and guess, I definitely uh, definitely heard of and you know know exactly what no you're hey talking this about. is uh this is timely his last recording was a guest appearance in the All Knowings cover of Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Oh man! In 2007. I mean, I don't. I'm not ever going to hear his cover of it. I'm sure, but yeah. Uh, rest in peace with yeah. me. So, uh, this guitar is uh, stupid, though. <laughs> I wish we had screen grabbed more of the photos of it because we just kind of have like the general picture of the guy playing it well and for what it's worth i am assuming that this is the jared anderson because he's got a lot of tattoos like the guy Uh in the picture that's holding the guitar i wonder if this is still up on reverb and also because the other option for jared anderson is the um uh worship leader from colorado springs colorado at new life church (laughs) um i think uh, maybe not, but he doesn't look like the same guy. Like he doesn't have glasses or tattoos. And on his picture in uh, Wikipedia, that guy's playing a, a jazz master. I can't find anything under flamethrower. On oh, sorry. Reverb. This is a this is a humbucker jaguar. Is it? Yeah, the Jared Anderson, the worship leader, Jared Anderson. Oh, okay. Yeah, this the shape of of this guitar that we're talking about the the flamethrower is like a flying V. Um, it's a Fernandez Vortex, yeah. But the the rig on this thing is out of control. Like there's pipes going everywhere and a giant tank in the back, like a big tank in the back to power yeah. this flamethrower. Yeah. This has got to be a really uncomfortable guitar to play. Uh, five hundred fifty dollars is probably the correct price for this. Mm-hmm. It's twenty seven percent off though, so they originally wanted seven fifty. You've really got to need this gimmick for your band. Yeah, to I'm do looking this. at it right now. It's it's intense. I'm actually I'm kind of confused because I'm wondering. This shows that this guy is still alive, so maybe this isn't is another different Jared Anderson. 
Not the not the dead metal guitarist Jared Anderson. Just some other guy. Just named another Jared guy Anderson? named Jared Anderson. Um, he's got a YouTube video. <laughs> I found the ad. Oh, you did on Reverb. Okay. Yeah. Can you see like all the the skunk works? Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Is this him playing it? Apparently. How did you find it on Reverb? Because uh, I'm better at interneting than you. What were your search terms? I googled Reverb.com Fernandez Vortex. So yeah, this is looks like it's a different guy. Um, whatever. I, I. What do you think about this guitar? You. I think if if you have a, a need for this stage gimmick, then this is already put together, and that's an accessible price. Five hundred fifty dollars. I mean, yeah. For how high of a celebrity do you need to be in order to get this into a venue? Because like, if I just showed up to Soma with this, is a white snake situation. They're going to be like GTFO, bro. We're not no, bringing this, explosives into the is, side side stage. This is strictly like a Burning Man situation, um, where you're playing outdoor gigs where there's no like dry brush this, around. This video. Uh-huh. Is indoors. No. Yeah, the little 25 second video on the reverb. Well, they're probably selling it because they keep getting turned away from <laughs> venues with it. I remember uh, seeing uh, Aquabats shows where they would light off fireworks in Soma. Oh my gosh. Soma's a local all ages venue, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, which is actually a pretty big venue as far as square f- footage goes. Um, yeah, it's, it's too problematic. I'd feel nervous having that thing in the back of my car, too. Like, or wearing it. I don't want to wear something that is on fire on stage. Like there's too much stuff that goes wrong on stages to start mixing fire into it, you know? Especially for the level of stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> if you want fire on your stage, you need to be at the professional level where you have a guy who manages all that for you. Right. And just leave it to the pyrotechnics guy. Your guitar doesn't need to shoot flames. That's over the top. Uh, save it for the music video is <laughs> is my official stance on this, you know? Yeah. This is just so crazy. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, like I said, 550 bucks, so that's really not too bad. It really isn't. It's, it's Like I said, if you want that gimmick, it's there. It's put together. You don't have to try to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, you know what I really like? What do you really like, Steve? I really like when people put custom finishes on their Fender Stratocasters. Oh, great. <laughs> Which one are we looking at? The one that's... The green one? Yeah. The okay. custom The custom finished Stratocaster. And, oh, did I speak too soon? It's not a Fender. It's a... I don't even think it says. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a Fender headstock. What is that? Uh, it's ugly. It actually, oh, it's a pig nose. <laughs> that's a pig nose? <laughs> it's a pig nose. Don't they usually have the pig nose thing on the knobs? Uh, yeah. Where do you see that it's a pig nose? In the ad. Did you find the ad? Yep. Up for grabs here is a cool Strat style electric guitar. No, it's in the copy. Oh, okay. I painted this guitar by hand for an art exhibition using regular spray cans, layering various shades of green over white, and doing a speckled effect with minute droplets of paint. The guitar was then given a coat of clear acrylic. The paintwork took several days to complete, but I think it was a worthwhile endeavor. Built around a fender strap body, the other parts for the guitar were mostly aftermarket, although the three ceramic single-coil pickups were from a pig-nosed guitar. 
Oh, so I guess okay. The, the pickups were from a the body is Strat, the neck is just mostly aftermarket. What is the neck? I don't know. The logo on the headstock is for Drew and Sebastian Guitars, which was a brand that I own and built guitars under for three years. Oh, I would love to keep this guitar, but it's just sitting in its gig bag, getting no use, and I need to shed a whole bunch of gear right now. This guitar plays well and sounds great, and will truly sparkle with a new set of strings and a setup. It's in good condition, with only. A couple of marks on the butt end of the guitar from where it has sat in its gig bag for a while. What is it that we always say about ads? <laughs> like on the group. like We say a lot of things. Uh, in the Facebook group. Oh, like, it's always the last line. Here we go. I have a fair amount invested in this guitar in time and money, but I'm not sure what to ask for it. So why don't you make me an offer for it? If your offer sounds reasonable, I'll get back to you. If not, well, make a better offer. Oh my gosh. Grab yourself a cool and unique looking guitar. The, I was not expecting the guy to say that he owns a guitar company. I feel like... Because I didn't read this ad. I just looked at the picture. Right, I feel like this is a a theme, I guess, of people who are... I don't even want to say like... Um, people who are go- guitar builders or guitar assemblers. Uh-huh. Um. I definitely, in a case like this, I would def- sh- definitely shy away from using a word like luthier sure. because it's just like, oh, well, this I got- is this is obviously a parts cast. Yeah, this is a parts. He caster. took he took a neck from whatever his company is and slammed it on a fender body. With yeah, and, and pig who knows pickups? And for all who knows, he probably that's probably a neck from a Squire Affinity that he just yeah. reshaped the headstock on. I mean, if you look at the saddles on the bridge, it you can tell this isn't like a desirable bridge like it looks like, like it came off of you know an mit like yeah. a made in taiwan guitar somewhere or something oh like yeah that. that's a weird weird bridge anyway yeah um it's got that kind of like die cast i feel like the, cheap chrome i feel like this story comes up like semi-often where someone will be a guitar builder or a guitar repairman or whatever and then all of a sudden they've got a bunch of like stuff that just looks jank because they were they're cleaning you know, the out guys they're cleaning out their extra yeah, stuff. They're cleaning out their extra stuff. It's the guys like personal garage of garbage kind of a thing. Uh-huh. But they're like, "Oh, I don't I don't know what this worth. This is worth." No, you know exactly what it's yeah. worth. Yeah. You built guitars for 3 years. Either you know exactly what it's worth or this is why you're not building guitars anymore or both. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know this guy's the name of his company. I don't know uh, Drew and Sebastian. I don't know anything about them. I don't want to misspeak and say you know what their guitars are like. But judging from this, I I not I don't have any interest. Yeah, it's not pretty. He shouldn't have said where he works <laughs> if he wants to impress people. Um, the the paint job. He said he did it for an art exhibition. I can't. Yeah. Being an artist, I can't imagine why he did this because it's just there's no it's just blotchy paint blotchy spray paint over a white guitar well, it's a white guitar and then he sprayed green and then he sprayed like a different green and then he dropped paint droplets on it it looks like a lazy camouflage job now, he was just trying to be jackson pollock yeah i guess minus the schizophrenia yeah or was know. it schizophrenia? Is that yeah, I, th- I think this is what he doesn't know how much he wants for it. What would you offer him if you were had any curiosity in this guitar? Fifty. Yeah, I feel like that 
feels right. I mean, Pig Nose pickups, you know, Pig Nose guitars aren't known for being yeah. Congratulations, desirable. at least you know where that part they came sell from. Those, they sell those at Costco for like $79 during the holidays. You yeah, know? something like that. Uh, the, the, the whole guitar. I, yeah, I, I feel like $50 is probably right. The paint job doesn't do anything for this. Like if I bought this, I would be figuring out ways to undo the paint job. And, and honestly, like I don't, I don't think the paint job idea is necessarily looks bad. It's the execution that's yeah. so terrible because it just looks like he maybe took the neck off. You know what it needs, or just mass or mask the neck. But it like he's painted over the pit guard. Like he just sprayed yeah. directly onto the pit guard. He sprayed directly onto the pickups. Like there's no effort to like. I mean, I guess maybe that was the idea was, oh, let's just paint everything. But it just yeah. looks so lazy. It needs lazy. some contrast. It reminds me of, uh, you know, because Fender did those uh, those uh, spin art yeah, guitars. Yeah, sp- like the splatter. Ca- I the think they splatter- call them splatter ca- casters. And those are actually pretty cool looking. He looks like he's about four cans of spray paint away from being in that territory. Yeah. He just, he stopped too early. <laughs> he said he took him a couple days. He should have spent a, a week. Didn't the didn't getting the, more paint on there? Did the splatter casters have the paint on the pit guards too, though. Some of them did. the The ones that were the, that were spiraled, uh-huh. those had them on the paint. It was oh, part, okay. It had them on the pit guard. It was part of the the paint job. Um, yeah, it's. I see what he was going for, but it just it doesn't land right. You know, it just looks too much like. Oh, I'm out it here. It looks like something a high schooler did. It looks like I'm out here. Oh, I'm out here crylawning my 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 fence. Oh, I forgot to put my guitar away. Overspray, overspray, overspray. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next ad. I'm tired of this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Yeah, fifty dollars in Washington D.C. Someone make him an offer. Yep. Um, let's find this horny guitar. You want to talk about a horny guitar? Or we talk about the dirt cheap squire? Uh, whatever you want to do, man. This yeah, is we your just show. talked about a guitar that should have been ride. dirt cheap. It's not my show. It's our show. Oh, I know. This is a horny guitar. I'm still trying to find it. I found it. Where's the horny guitar? It, you said this is from Josh Josh White. I think it's from John White. Wait. Wait. Oh, is it wait? Yeah. Whoa, Josh they want a million dollars for this. One million dollars. Well, 999 thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars plus two hundred dollars shipping yeah so that's a lot of nine they want one million one hundred ninety nine dollars okay so this this guitar it's like a strap body but then the horns upper and lower are replaced with actual horns yeah like from like cow horns and the whole thing is furry is covered in fur i don't know what to think of this description uh, custom built steer horn deerskin war moth guitar disowned by Jeff Tweedy. Disowned? <laughs> he had it and it was like, I don't want you anymore. I'm getting rid of you. <laughs> like he dropped it off at the fire station. <laughs> you want to read the full description? Yeah, yeah, we know. It wasn't our fault. This was bought on a bet, a losing bet. There's no reason that th- there's no reason this guitar should exist, but it does, and here it is. We got to look at it for a while. It's been hanging on a wall at the loft for some time, but we think it's time to leave the barn door open and let this guy run free. Sure, it was a fun conversation starter for a while. We found that we can start conversations all on our own without it. 
Hopefully it will go to a good home. It's had all its shots and has been neutered. Thank goodness. <laughs> Originally a natural finish Warmoth Strat parts guitar, the fur and such was added later. Not a factory finish. A case, you ask? A case? How in the world would this fit in the case? No. No damn case. Neck. Compound radius. Not sure if that's a Warmoth part or not. But you weren't looking at this because you're dying to find a real stock 80s Warmoth neck, right? Bridge. Chrome collar locking nut system with whammy bar. Allen wrench. Conceal and carry on the back of the headstock. Uh, pickup. Super distortion DiMarzio humbucker and single coils. Back in the day, that meant terrible sounding pickups. <laughs> Finish. Authentic deerskin hide with real steer horns and two sheep eyes, all purchased from a taxidermist. Wait, sheep eyes? Where are the sheep eyes? Uh, I think that's the knobs. No. Yeah, the knobs are sheep eyes. Oh, gross. Um, now, what's great is uh, deerskin hide, steer horns, and sheep eyes are all in quotes, as is the word taxidermist. Oh, my gosh. Now, so in this case, I don't know if those are... Those are probably not real sheep eyes. Those are probably right, what they call the taxidermy sheep yeah. eyes. Uh, comes with science certificate of authenticity. Each purchase includes a vinyl. Authentically, what? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Did you look at where where this is for sale from? Uh, let me look. From Wilco Loft, official reverb shop. So, so is e- that the band each, Wilco? Each purchase includes a vinyl copy of Wilco's Star Wars, a new album featuring eleven original songs. Okay. So this was Jeff Tweet, like a Jeff Tweedy personal item, right? Um. Now, Jeff Tweedy, I listened to him talk about some song they did on this album. Um, I think it was for this album on the Song Exploder podcast. Uh And his comment about playing guitar um, was, was, yeah, I just try to keep up. It's hard to play guitar with Nels Klein in the band. Uh Kind of thing. And his whole take was kind of like, I don't even know why... um, why Jeff or why Nels Klein is even in this band? He's way too good for us. So the Wilco Loft is the studio, I guess, that um, Wilco owns. Uh huh. So basically, like the walls are just all of these pieces of gear that they've all collected over the time. So the Deerskin Warmoth did sell. It did sell. Probably not for a million dollars. I but hope it sold. not. I'm sure. I mean, like, I'm sure there's some some like Wilco super fans out there who who are willing to pay a pretty decent, you know, amount of money yeah. to have the guitar that Wilco just doesn't want anymore. It's it's pretty funny. Like right now, they've got a 1960k uh, jazz special bass that's owned that you know is a Jeff Tweedy personal item. All of these other ones say owned by Jeff Tweedy, except for that one that said disowned by Jeff <laughs> Tweedy. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff for Wilco fans in here. Some of these prices like aren't bad. Uh, Fifty eight hundred dollars for a nineteen sixty two Jazzmaster. Yeah, hey that man, seems like a fair price. Yeah, it's, I, I I think that's a little steep. I, I guess it's a refinish, but uh, still, you know, that's pretty incredible. You get a fifties Fender guitar for under ten grand. You know, yeah. There's a, just a lot of things like this. Um, refinished nineteen sixty five SG uh, that was owned by somebody. Uh, who is this one owned by? Jeff Tweedy. Jeff Tweedy owns all of these things, <laughs> apparently. But there's just a lot of stuff. It's actually like a really cool store to look through. Uh, a lot of vintage gear. There's a cu- 1960s custom craft guitar. Oh, cool. Uh, sold for $800. This is a fun store. 
off to check it out. Didn't someone post to the group earlier in the week some uh, like a state sale site that was trying to sell a bunch of Tom DeLonge's gear? Oh yeah, and it that was, was all, awful. It was all like, hey, you want to buy this amp? And it was all like huge round numbers. Like, oh, you want to buy this amp? It's a hundred thousand dollars. What are you talking about? I forgot about? what amp that was. There were, you know, honestly, like it was. They had his uh, two Mesa Boogie triple racks on there, and uh-huh. those were both like eight, like fifty. I think one was fifteen hundred, and the other one was eighteen hundred, which is a high price. But to own like a, a an amp from like a celebrity type person like that, I guess for I mean that's, that's a, the thing is anyone could get Tom DeLonge's tone. Oh, from from any triple wreck. No, absolutely. From any from any Marshall or any Mesa. Yeah, you just, no, no. You I, just I, dime it, and you have a really hot humbucker, and you're there. Is there's no? I, I agree. There's I agree. no mystery to his tone. I definitely agree with you on that. I'm just saying, like, if you if you're if you're like the super fan, like that's not a bad price. Yeah. Well, was a bad price was you know Tom DeLonge. Fender Custom Shop Stratocaster for ten thousand dollars. That was insane. I was like, give me a break. Like I could just order my own from the custom shop for way less than this. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been owned by Tom, but who yeah, cares? But, but it's like the Mesa, I'm like, oh, it's like you're basically paying like maybe six to $800 more to say you are you own a piece of Tom's gear. Whereas with the guitar, you're probably paying like four to $6,000 more. Like that's insane. Yeah. That was, yeah, that whole site was like it was bananas. blowing my mind. It was bananas. I couldn't look at it for very long. Yeah. Uh, let's find this Marauder and talk about that. Marauder. And that'll be our, our last ad for the show. We'll hit the topic. Okay. Oh, we're not going gonna... to. It's fun getting back into a, a regular episode with you, Steve. I it's, know. It's been it's a long of... like, it's hiatus. It's been like almost... It's probably been close to six weeks. Because we did Whoops. a we did a mega session where we recorded three episodes in a row. Yeah. And then we went and recorded three more episodes at Salvage for our hundredth. Uh and so it's like we ditched, you know, a whole full recording session somewhere in there. A couple of them. Yeah. All right. This is a Gibson Marauder slash Sonics. Who sent this to this us? This was sent by Ken Michael. This was actually oh, sent cool. a while ago. And Ken will go through and he actually will like when he sends the ads in the email, like he uh-huh. sends all these pictures as attachments. It's great. It's so I don't have to do any, all really, I have to do is download it really high quality. Actually, uh, I don't even have to download it. I can download it directly to drive. Exactly. Really high quality to way to, uh, to get us uh, the ads. Cause now we have all the pictures. We don't even do this for ourselves. It's yeah. Awesome. Uh, so this says I have a Gibson Marauder slash Sonics for sale. The neck is a 78 Marauder neck, all original. The body is a 78 to 80 Sonics X1 S1 with the original humbuckers, but has some modifications. Now, I always thought the Marauder and the Sonics body were the same anyway. Um, I'm, uh, I think I'm maybe I'm a little confused on that. Not sure. I know they're all kind of part of the same timeline in, yeah. in Gibson where they were doing these like kind of interesting things. It was, you know, this has the pointy, like the flying V headstock on it. The body is like vaguely like a Gibson L6. I guess, but smaller. I, I I don't really know how to describe the yeah, so, the Sonic. The shape. Sonics looks similar to me. Let me look up at Marauders just to be sure. Gibson. Anyway, while you're looking that up, this has the original humbuckers. Um, it has an old Japan lawsuit tele pickup in the middle position. To me, the the Sonics and the Marauder look the same as far as body shape, but the they have different pick guard configurations. Right. Okay. 
Um, it has a f- it has a phase coil tab and extra toggle switch. Make me an offer. Considering trades as always. Message me with any questions. This guy's asking six hundred bucks. Uh, the tele pickup in the middle position is kind of nuts, but if it sounds good, I mean, this thing. Looks, I guess this thing is a nuts home project. Yes, that looks cool to me. Like he looks like he did a lot of stuff really right and with like really good attention to detail. I actually really like his little his custom pickup rings here. They're kind of kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, they look really good. It's a neat look. Especially the Telecaster one. I like how he incorporated the like the the chrome grommets for the three screws. Um, this isn't. I think this is a neat home project. How, how much do Marauders usually go for? Or I'm actually looking into that right now. Because six hundred is totally an a, like an approachable price. I always kind of wanted a Marauder. I think they're really cool looking, really funky uh, guitars from Gibson. Uh, with that, you know, with the flying V headstock and then some, you know, a bolt on neck for a Gibson and then some, uh, some other like funky options that come with them. I think they're kind of cool guitars. If you're looking for oddball stuff, the way I usually am, you know? Yeah. The Sonics is kind of all over the map. It looks like, um, it looks like a typical low price is for one that's in original condition, which is to say like unmodified is, um, like three fifty to four fifty. Okay. Um, were these import guitars, or are they just so weird that people no, don't they're want just them? not desirable. Man, uh, the Marauder. Let's see, the Marauder, the Marauder, the Marauder. What's his name Marauder. from Switchfoot? Plays a Marauder, right? No, he plays the Gretsch Beast. I thought he played one of these. Oh, maybe I don't know. Uh, the Marauder looks like it maybe goes for closer to. Um, like six, four, four to six hundred, so worth a little bit more. Um, so I would say at six hundred dollars, this guitar is probably priced a little high. But it, he says he's open to offers. If this, if you could talk this guy down to like five hundred, it might be worth it. Yeah, here's a picture right like here play of, with. of John Foreman playing a Marauder. Really, I've I'd seen him play it live, which is why I remember. Okay. Him. Uh, yeah, that price, it sounds like it's pretty steep for this being pretty aftermarket. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. What did you say you would offer? Like I'd say if I could get him down to 500, maybe. Yeah. I feel like even though I think the, his modifications are cool. If I was going to pull the trigger on one of these, I would just get a stock one and I do the extra hundred bucks, you know? If I saw this locally for three fifty to four hundred, I might be my my trigger finger might get itchy on it. But okay. like I, I they they're cool, cool modifications. If you want those modifications, you know the you know the phase switches and stuff like that, and the the really funky Telecaster middle pickup. I want to know what that sounds like because that's just got to be really interesting, like a jangly middle position pickup. That's got to be neat. Yeah, it's uh, it looks interesting. I'll say that. Yeah, it's an intention. I think grabber. it should be be fun for sure. Yeah. So should we get into the topic? I got nothing else sure. to say about that. Let's pull up uh the the Facebook little thing that I started. Is this a picture you're talking about? No, I saw other pictures, but oh. yeah, he 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 plays one. 
Okay. I'm telling you, man. That's I've just the, never that's, seen it. That's the one where he sings into the pickup. No, that's a Grudge Beast. No, I've seen him do it with that one, too. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, someone asked to join the group. The, uh, the Facebook group. Let's vet this person right now on the show. All right. Uh, Lay Akin Akinwande. Uh, I'm gonna say is a member of 37 groups. Uh, th- member of 37 groups joined Facebook February 26, 2013. He's, that's, that's been a while. He studied at the College of Agric Zurukebi State. He lives in Nigeria. I wonder if he's a prince. Um, he does have a soccer profile picture does he have anything gear related on his um i mean i feel like i'm getting to know this guy looking at his pictures seems like he really likes soccer uh i'm not seeing anything gear related a lot of selfies a lot of soccer stuff He, he wants to know who do you think is the who is the best in the world ronaldo or messi uh, no idea. I don't think this guy wants to be part of his group. I'm going to ignore him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Problem solved. Sorry. Sorry, lady. I just don't think you are uh, cut out for the group. I don't think you're interested in guitar stuff. Yeah. If we are wrong, uh, send us a message. Yeah. Send us a message. Uh, tell me why you want to be part of the group and I'll just say, Hey, I heard you talking trash about it, me. On the podcast, yeah, I didn't appreciate super it. Super sorry if uh, if you are legitimately interested in being part of our Facebook group. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Ronaldo was the greatest, but Messi is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the topic. Uh, we're 45 minutes in, so let's try to tackle this in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, Happy New Year, Steve. It is literally New Year's Day that we're recording this. It, oh, yeah, it is. How about that? Uh, and I put the question out to the Facebook group, which everyone who's listening should, Holy crap. should go join. <laughs> yes. There's a this lot thing of... has 57 comments. There's a lot of comments. So we're going to have to just pick our favorites as we go through. I asked, what's your... <laughs> I asked the group, what's your New Year's gear resolution? Uh, and we have a crap ton of answers here. So... Uh, Kevin Michael Glaudel says, finally have a neat pedal board, one that wasn't designed by Michael J. Fox. I don't know what that means. Did I think just because um, his is like kind of not neat. So it just is like, it's not organized. The angles are all wrong. Okay. Like, you know, pedal board organization. Yeah. Like that's what he's saying. Or maybe his current pedal board is a hoverboard and it floats. I don't think that's what he's saying because Michael J. Fox didn't design the hoverboard; he just used one. Well, he ripped the handle off of it. No, because it was is a, that on the hoverboard. It was a scooter, and he was like, "No way! I don't want this to be a scooter. I want it to be a, a skateboard." That's how he invented the skateboard. Did he invent the hoverboard the same way? No, no. But no, the, no. He yeah. When he found it, when he found the hoverboard in the second movie, it had scooter handles on it, and he ripped the scooter handles off, and he's like, "Okay." I'm going to go skate on this. And then the little girl's like, that's for babies. I've got a pit bull now. Yeah, exactly. That's all I remember. Uh, Adam says he wants to finish his first MJT strap build. Uh, Tim McNally from McNally Pickup says, I have lots of plans that are all related to my business. One that's particularly exciting is to introduce an acoustic pickup that opens up creative possibilities unlike any others. It's too vague, isn't it? You can leave it off the show. (laughs) 
<laughs> I actually think I know what he's talking about because I'm pretty sure he's kind of like teased this product before. Uh-huh. Um, and it's definitely something that I think will be a lot of fun if it's the one I'm thinking of. Tim has been knocking it out of the park with his pickups lately. Like, they just look so cool. I can't obviously say that I know what they sound like. We have... We have uh, uh, the one pick guard. We have the one pick guard with a humbucker and two strap singles. Yeah. And those sound freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But he's, I just been watching everything that he's been making. He's been making those pickups for Prisma guitars with, you know, the skateboard wood in them. Everything he's been making looks so sharp and so on point. I'm really excited to see uh, what he comes out with this year. Uh, Sean, uh, I'm not sure how to say his last name. Mose uh, says he's going to put out his first solo record this year. Um, just Jacob Charbono wants to get a Fender Lead 2 or a White Squire Supersonic or both. Domvin Ford says he wants to buy less gear. Boo! <laughs> he wants to play guitar more. Uh, no, you, you know, when you get, you get to a certain point, you have to pull yourself back a little bit. You can't keep buying gear at the rate that some of us do. Sure. I mean, he's saying buy less gear. He's not saying buy no gear. Christopher Brewer says he wants to stop or greatly reduce hobo murdering. <laughs> I, I'm, is he the one doing the murder? That's what I'm trying. Or to, is he going to be a superhero who stops other people from murdering hobos? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> is his is his gonna his new title gonna be hobo murderer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Richard Poole wants to dive headfirst into the whole Line 6 Helix thing. Happy New Year. And uh, Will Cobb just says, to win. That is his resolution, to win. Um, David Ayers is going to start a shelter for hobos in danger of being murdered by Christopher (laughs) (laughs) So that's David Ayers of Ayers Guitars. Um, So if you're looking, if you want to help out uh, the hobos who are... Apparently, all hobos are endangered of being murdered by Christopher Brewer, according to Christopher Brewer. Uh-huh. From Less Than or Sequel 2. This is this is like a semi-celebrity yeah. encounter here. We've got David Ayers of Ayers Guitars is trying to be the hero. Yeah. Christopher Brewer of the, the Less villain. Than or Sequel 2 podcast is the villain. <laughs> um, I want to watch a, a comic book movie about this. I don't want to read a comic book. I want to watch the movie about it. All right. About a hero who protects homeless people from a villain who kills homeless people. R- Richard Morris says what mine should be, which, well, he doesn't say it to me, but yeah. what he says is what I should also say, which is less eBay, more Mel Bay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's great. Aaron says full 1080p. That's his resolution for the new year. Uh, funny, funny guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, most stuff that I, only makes sense for television, though, because if you're if you're still running 1080 on a monitor, like, wait, is that? Di- I guess that's probably different. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how do computers work. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> What about Steve, magnets? Steve's resolution is to find out how computers work. Uh, Phil is going to sell his Chrome Supermoon and his JM and buy a Blues Junior. Less Craigslist, more Craig's brother. <laughs> Who's Craig's brother? Real? Oh man! <sighs> Hold on. This is from Adam's uh, Adam Roar. Uh, Craig's brother was a like a Christian pop punk band in like the late oh really 90s like we're talking like mxpx era right of uh like 
Tooth and Nail Records. Um, oh, Brett Miller wants to get a life-size wall decal of Ryan Burke's Risque magazine cover cover shot <laughs> maybe that should be our next merch <laughs> 60 cycle home posters yeah the old like the big like wall decals yeah yeah <laughs> uh brett's got this really nice looking new prs custom 24 30th anniversary and now he wants to get a new tube amp and the tube meister 18 and probably brian may's guitar so he's got some big plans for the year who's that uh, uh brett bonnikowski Oh, I don't know who that is. I've just kind Joe, of flying through Joe Pikarski wants to host the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards. Good luck with that, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Mason Lamb is planning for a midlife career change. I know what that's like. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> um, Blake Wylands from the Tone Mob says... Uh-huh. One of my goals is to finally acquire Stratocaster. I'm leaning 70s big headstock. I love those giant things. I think I'm going to send him a picture of mine and see if he wants to buy it. Uh, <laughs> I'll give him I'll give him a, give him the old 60 cycle discount. Yeah. Which is to say I'll charge him more. <laughs> Rules of acquisition, yeah. right? But we're uh, going to be like hanging out with them at NAM, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh so maybe might that play, could work uh, out. He might play co-host with yeah. me while you're not there. Do it. Um Aaron says he also wants to really get back into a band outside of worship settings. New or existing doesn't matter that much. And Luke Mundy agrees with this. So that's cool. Yeah, go go get start a band, man. Get on Craigslist. Find some guys. Or, you know, get your friends together. Start a band. It's fun. You don't have to take it too seriously. You know, practice here and there. Get your songs figured out. And then go, go play some shows. It's fun. Uh, my buddy Andre uh, says he's starting to build a home studio once he moves out on the 6th. Chris Carter is also going to build a home studio. Lots of home studio building this year. Yeah, he Chris Carter actually put together a list of the stuff he's putting together, like his pricing list. He wants a Reverend Charger, a Grinch Stump-O-Matic. Uh, oh, these are the wants. He wants uh, gear supply cables, gear supply XLR cables. Uh, he's he, he here's the need list: iRig Pro Duo, MacBook Pro, Blue Spark Mic, AC30, Strymon Dig, Astronomer Reverb, Walrus Audio Bellwether, and an Alesis keyboard. Then uh, he wants cables, cables, and Adam Clayton Jazz Bass, a Gretsch Stumpomatic, and oh, some Ibanez 10 Series pedals. Oh yeah, <laughs> various 10 Series pedals. Uh oh, Jacob wants a Fender lead too. That's a that's a nice. Goal. I already said that, dude. Oh, did you? I oh, was, wasn't paying you attention. Suck. And the Squire Supersonic, yeah. both guitars that I wouldn't mind having. You're ahead of me. I'm not paying attention. Apparently, I'm just flipping through. Bill Shorter, who uh, Bill Shorter sent us a bunch of ads. We actually didn't do any on this one, but I think we're gonna hit some maybe next episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He said I made a New Year's resolution about 20 years ago or so. Uh, to never make another New Year's resolution ever again. So far, it's been the only resolution I've ever kept. <laughs> Christopher Brewer says, set up my 60-cycle hum pledge amount. <laughs> Maybe next year. He's oh, teasing us. Oh. <laughs> Why you got to be so cruel? <laughs> uh, Trip Barker says, more fuzz. More fuzz. That's a good goal. Adam Rohor, 
Why can't I say his name? Adam Roher. Am I? How am I messing this up? I don't know. Roar. Adam Roar. There we go. Be content with what I have, or at least make the most of what I have, and learn to to fully to and learn fully every capability. Why am I having so much trouble reading? Because you're drunk. And learn fully every capability of every piece of gear before purchasing something new. That's a neat goal to have. Yeah. Uh, to kind of really explore what you're buying instead of, you know, maybe just pulling the trigger on something new and shiny. Like, really kind of look into them, you know? So, yeah, Micah Abuchan has a similar uh, resolution. He says, no changes at all on the pedal board. Keeping what I have, including pedals, amp, and guitar, not switching anything out. I've purchased everything needed for the sound I want and to, I want and want to take 2016 to make it the best sound possible for what I do. Matt Waltz wants new pickups for his Mexican Stratocaster. Ooh, fancy. Mm-hmm. Build, Logan Tank wants to build more pedals. He's trying to build his own reverb and compressor. A lot of guys are like building reverbs lately, it seems like. <laughs> Ryan Sylvester says he's going to give Gibson another go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was funny. Uh, Tim Hoke is gonna, says he's going to buy nothing at the end. Wow. That's uh, pretty ambitious. Yeah, apparently his wife says he has too much stuff. Uh, your wife probably has too too much stuff. Yeah. Maybe. You sell some of your wife's stuff and yeah. then replace it with your own stuff. There you go. So do you have any uh, personal gear resolutions, Steve? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't do any of that stuff. Any goals? Like anything you think you want to get this year? Um, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about for a while, um, doing something with my tube amp. Uh-huh. And trying to make it into like a combo setup instead of like the head cab setup. Okay. Um, you I should just get those happen. little. You should just get those little fender tabs that allow you to, like, you know, the tabs that allow you to do a tilt back on a on oh. a a uh, combo amp. Not on a oh, combo okay. on a uh, on a on a like a half stack. It allows you to clip the head onto the the speaker cab, and so you can do a tilt back with it. You know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm not sure if I've seen that. They have them on old kind of like brown face stuff a lot. Interesting. Like old bandmasters and stuff. Right. Uh, it's got two clips underneath the head and then two like screw heads that stick out at the top of the cab. And so it can lean back. Okay. And that kind of connects it too. So you, I'm assuming you could pick it up and move it by the head. Yeah. But you're I'm, talking about your custom, right? Yeah. That thing's so light. You'd probably be able yeah, to pick it up Yeah, the cab's pretty it. light. The head's pretty light. I, I'm sure it would all be supported together yeah i just like some way to make that like more compact easier to move easier around. to move around um and i might actually start using it more again uh i also want to i want to figure out like my drive situation because i'm trying to just move move towards having more of a sh- a show board if that makes sense uh-huh uh something where they kind of just and this is more for like the sake of the podcast, I guess, than for my own ears. Sure. But find something that's that has like better talking points. So, you know, when I go to different things or like post a picture on my board, you know, right now I've got like two pedals on my board normally that like are from a company that hasn't existed for five years. Uh-huh. So, and even when they did exist, they were like really small, like everything right. hand, like one man shop doing like you know one or two units a week kind of a deal yeah. those things sound great uh, though they sound great it's yeah. just, which is you know but i'm sure i can find something similar 
from like someone who's active totally that would be like more useful as a as a talking point as far as like the podcast brand goes sure sure um and then along those lines i kind of just i need to sell off the rest of my stuff and then kind of refocus yeah um get some money back in your pocket and and try again yeah i don't know what my i don't know what the prognosis for this looks like just because 2015 was such a slow year i would like to be able to get enough far enough ahead on the flip game that i can buy like a les paul studio oh wow like off profits so basically basically in order to do that i'd be looking at um right now i've got about 250 bucks uh in the in the fund i've got two pieces i need to sell that are probably worth together somewhere around four to five hundred dollars so that'll get me up to about say 600 650 something like that Uh uh-huh uh so i'd be looking to take that 650 and then basically doubling it in 2016 if i wanted to get like a les paul studio by the end of the year yeah and i don't know if that's a feasible goal because like i said 2015 was such a slow year um but i think it's something where it's definitely not impossible. Right. It's just going to be a matter of finding the right deals and, and being able to like take advantage of the right situations. Uh huh. And I think some of it is just going to be being a little more active on reverb. Totally. Because like I said, like I'm always just been hesitant to ship stuff and I probably just I think need to you get gotta, over it. You've been buying a lot of guitars in 2015. Yeah. You probably need to buy more pedals and off of Craigslist. I and- probably need to stop buying things that I want to use. Yeah, that's always a problem, huh? <laughs> well, the last batch of pedals I bought, I ended up keeping almost all of them. <laughs> I thought I, was, I bought like a, four pedals together and I was like, oh, I'm going right, to flip right. these all. I didn't flip. I only f- sold one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a very productive 20 flip teen as mean, far as know, flipping and, goes. And for what it's worth, like, you know, with... Uh, there might be some other like alternative sources of income that aren't necessarily like flip monies, uh-huh. but are things that are going to go into like my Craigslist funding that that might help out with that too. Yeah. So, so we'll yeah. see. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think this could be a good year for math. <laughs> I heard math is illegal in Kentucky. Math? Yeah. Somebody are you like arithmetic, the police, the police apparently like broke up a math lab. <laughs> Good job, Kentucky. Oh my gosh, jeez, Luis. Well, this year I'm I'm hoping to uh, I want to get better at guitar, just for the sake of doing demos that are more interesting. Right. And when I say that, some people like run to like I think protect my my sensitive feelings or whatever and say, Oh, oh yeah, Ryan, you're, you're so just, much better. You play just fine. You just fine. I want to play more interesting. Is the thing. I want to find some new licks because get out of the ruts that I've been in. Right. Uh, find better ways of presenting gear and demos with my playing. I think I'm fine as far as my playing goes for my band situations. Sure. Uh, I just want to, you know, I want some some new tricks up my sleeve. I want some new tricks to throw in my bag. You know. Uh, well, I think some I of that too if- is is I think right now we are in a place where for a lot of players especially probably a lot of players our age uh-huh. like if you grew up playing you know the the mid late 90s stuff like nobody's really playing that stuff anymore except for people our age yeah but so many of like the demo guys 
actually have kind of stayed ahead of the curve in terms of um they stay up to date on stuff and yeah they just well they stay up to date on like playing styles and they, and kind of ahead where there's so many guys now that are doing kind of these like really snappy like pickless blues riff yeah. kind of things and and you actually hear that in a lot of like the newer music and in a lot of the demos where they're not like blues doctoring and there's a rock do- or sorry it's rock doctors or blues they're lawyers not, blues lawyers they're not like blues lawyering like Jazz oh dentists. i'm gonna play the same old you know clapton riff over and over again but they're doing stuff that's almost like a country blues fusion yeah yeah sound that that i think you know i'm when i say that i'm thinking of like the the mason stoops and the yeah yeah and the pete jonas's of the world you know who you know they go on was it coffee and licks was it yeah. coffee and I feel licks like, kind of like modern finger it's picker, a modern finger style finger yeah picker shredders yeah um Really and I don't good. even know where to start. Yeah. Like I don't, to I don't think I don't out. even want to get that good. I just want to get more interesting. I want to do stuff that when I go back and listen to the demos, I'm not like ugh. Right. And then also where you're not going up oh, there. I am playing yeah. Thunderstruck again. Other other gear resolutions. I want to get a guitar put together that we can do pickup demos with. Right. So I need to figure out the logistics of that. Like what kind of system I want to build for it. Um, I also want it to look kind of cool so we can do videos with it. Sure. Um, I want to get more of my guitars up and running because some of them have been kind of in disrepair. I just rewired uh, parts of the Duosonic because I had rotted it out pretty good. Right. Uh, like I opened it up. It had, it, had, it was working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know this thing. There's got to be stuff loose in here. I got to get in there and just fix it up. I opened it up. And as soon as I pulled the pit guard away the lead and the ground both popped off the output jack <laughs> like with no pressure at all Oops. so they rotted away the solder was fine the actual cable rotted right. away yeah that thing just catches a lot of sweat from me when i play it i don't know why because you're gross i'm gross but my other guitars don't get that problem i don't know what it is so i replaced a bunch of the cable and a bunch of the wires in there with some nice uh like fabric wrapped wire cool um and then I got got new strings on it from Gear Supply, obviously, and I cleaned up a lot of the hardware on it. Uh, I want to get a new pickup into my Hamer. I was debating selling it for a while, but I think I wanted to just keep it, get a an interesting sounding pickup in the bridge, and then maybe do some kind of like interesting floating pick guard situation on it. Uh, I'm working on refinishing my Flying V right now in the garage. So yeah, I've got a bunch oh, yeah, of right, right. I got a bunch of gear stuff that I want to try to. I should just leave that body here, and you can on. refinish that. Well, too. you you take the paint off, <laughs> uh, then when you're ready, we'll talk about spraying it here because it is convenient to spray it in the garage. Right. Um. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff as far as like pedals and amps. I'd really like to get lined up with an amp that's like a company gives or loans to us specifically for doing demos with Mm -hmm. like something that would be ideal for doing uh demo work at bedroom levels i think the princeton sounds great but i think it would be neat to have a a variation to work off maybe a wangs maybe a a wangs or a uh a uh a walter little or (laughs) you know i don't know uh you know I'll, i'll probably be chatting people up at nam and see what people say i know yeah. it's a lot to 
ask, I'm doing finger quotes, ask for an amp, but I'm thinking of it more along the line of borrowing one for a season to do demo work mm-hmm. with as kind of like a cross promotion. It'd be sort of cool thing. to get someone like may, maybe like a Morgan, see if Morgan or something would be down since, or maybe. like Bad Cat since Bad up Cat. in LA. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, you could just use it for like two or three months and then just take it, drive it back up there. I should hit up uh, satellite amps too. Oh, yeah. Because they, they have those little amps. Get something. Yeah, because then I could just pick it up and take it back to him in a couple of months. He's like, hey, let me borrow an amp for a couple of months to do demo work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll list you as a sponsor. I want to, and another another uh, goal for me this year is I want to get sponsorships for the show as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, to help it make more financial sense for us to keep doing the show because that is important mm-hmm. uh, for us to keep doing this. It takes a lot of time to do the show. And we really enjoy doing it, but at a certain point, life is going to catch up, and it'd be nice if there was some money there to keep us going. Yeah, you know, you have to triage things, and yeah, exactly. You know, it's oh well, I got a, I got a gig to do this other thing, but you know, yeah, I gotta say though, I'm still just completely impressed that we made it to 100 episodes. 100 episodes. This here, is 101. This is 101. Uh, no Dalmatians around here. Uh, just guitars. Maybe we need to get a maybe we need to get a guitar per episode and have 101 guitars. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, we got to come up with a theme for 2016. Is it 2016? Uh, people there, people really seem to be into 2016. I think the idea of maybe us covering Dean ads pretty consistently is kind of interesting. So is the goal to do 26 Dean ads? Yeah, I think maybe that. All right. I don't know if we'll keep count, but uh, yeah, let's keep our eyes out for interesting ads with Deans in them. Okay. Why not? I think there were some other interesting suggestions. I can't remember them. One was like 26 strings. Yeah. If you own a Dean on you are following us on Instagram, use um, tag us at 60 cycle hum, use hashtag 60 cycle hum, and then use hashtag 26 Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Spell out the 22. Don't use a number. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this has been the, the 101st episode. Yeah. It's great to be back in the saddle. Thanks once again to Fox Pedals and to Gear Supply Company for sponsoring the show. No, gear Supply. Just Gear Supply. Just Gear Supply. Co for, <laughs> for sponsoring the show. Uh, they're both uh, Gear Supply sponsored our previous last few episodes, and they're going to sponsor a bunch more. Fox is sponsoring us all month long. Uh, and I'm going to be doing a pedal a week uh, demo with the Gas and Go videos. So keep your eye on our YouTube channel. Uh, this week is going to be the kingdom. Uh, so you can get on the YouTube right now and it is up. And uh, go check it out. I think it's a great pedal. It's a uh, it's fun to see kind of the clone clone market expanding into things that are not a tight copy of the clone. Sure. It's it's. Different from a Klon, but the same in many ways. But it gives you some really interesting options. I like how gritty it is. Right. I really like the grit level on this thing. I think it sounds great with the uh, the game dimed. It's uh, where Klon's not as much, you know. Sure. I mean, they can sound good, but usually people use them light. I think this one sounds great heavy, so why not, right? Yeah. Uh, as far as the song goes? Yeah, this week's song sent to us by Jimmy Taylor. It's called Put Your Hands Up. Yeah, put them up. It sounds really fun. We listened to at least 30 seconds of it. Yeah. And I didn't, I only stopped listening so we could start recording the show. Yeah. If you want to send us uh, some tracks, uh, just send us an MP3 or just send us a single file. 
what, uh-huh. whatever kind of audio file probably doesn't matter as much. Yeah, um, I mean MP3s are easy. Yeah, MP3s are small. Yeah, uh, uh, I think anything above like ten megs, like Google or Gmail, kind of just wants to reject. Yeah, if you can't email it to us, and that's your your cue right there, you know. Yeah. So just something you can email to us. Um, Sixty cycle humcast at gmail.com. Yeah, jump on our Podbean and crowdfund us. Uh, we appreciate that very much. At the ten dollar level, you get to be at the in the inner circle and be part of the democracy in the and the vac- and I'll send you a shirt. Vaccines of the group. Oh yeah, and you get a shirt. Uh, if you want to buy a shirt, you can just buy a shirt for twenty bucks, and we'll send it to you. Yep. Um, if we have any left after Nam, anyways. All right. <laughs> uh, so here's a song. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Happy New Year. Put your hands up. 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 Put my hands up, put my hands up.